Hello, hello, ladies, gentlemen, everything in between, everybody. Welcome to Trail Mix, a Degrassi podcast where everything is salty, sweet, or in between. My name is Becca. I am one of your glorious hosts. I'm Robin, and I'm the other glorious host. (laughs) You are glorious. You're glorious. Welcome to the the first episode of our lives (laughs) this is absolutely wild i know know. not to anyone besides us because our only listeners right now are going to be our friends thank you for listening our friends thank Thank you our friends for listening shout out to all of our friends shout out to all of our friends and our pets oh have to suffer through listening to it they're listening to it right now they are our live listeners. We're technically live in an aspect. We have a live studio audience and uh, they include our pets. My dog, Perry. I'll talk about our pets now. My dog, Perry, and your cat. Well, you have two cats here, but one of them, you talk about your cats. <laughs> my cat is Wallace West Kid Flash, a.k.a. Wally. And my roommate's cat, Gumbo, who I will eventually try to steal as my own child, when Eliana and I eventually aren't living together. You know, if one of us gets married and we move apart, I'm going to hide Gumbo in a suitcase, a breathable suitcase, and he will come with me to my I think, home. I think Eliana will understand that. I think she will as well, you know? Yeah. Why wouldn't she? Exactly. Well, um, what do you think, Becca? Should we introduce ourselves? <laughs> should we? Should we perhaps talk about who we are? How we met. How we met. Now that's an interesting story. Okay. So (laughs) from my point of view of how we met, I was at college at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee working one of those shit jobs at a place called Union Station. Shout out to the (laughs) union. Um, I was working as a cashier. I actually started as a dishwasher and begged them to be a cashier. You worked your way up the ladder. I fucking did. I worked my way up that fucking ladder like it was an escalator just going. But I met a boy there. And this is a start of a beautiful love story, but not mine. I met a boy named William. And every now and then this girl would come in long, black, curly hair, always smiling and upbeat. And she would say hi to him. And I learned that was his girlfriend, Robin. Oh, shit. From there, I'd say hi to her all the time. It was a cute little thing between virtually two strangers. Well, and on my side of it, William was always talking about his friend, Becca. And he was always oh like, gosh, it was. yes, well, yes, you're, you're talk aboutable. That's not a word, I, but I'm going to make it one. Thank um, you. Yeah. He was like, you two have a lot in common. Basically, the only thing he really said was like, you're both Jewish women. <laughs> Which is so true. To a Gentile, that's so much in common. Listen, for, I, I will say most of my friends at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee were from like Northeast Wisconsin, and I was exotic. They were like a Jewish person. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I was the Jew to these people, whereas oh, I yeah. grew up in a suburb outside Chicago. I was, there were plenty of us hanging around. Oh, yes. But at Wisconsin- It was incredible. I had several friends say, I've never met a Jewish person before. I actually went on a first date and I mentioned Passover coming up, which is a Jewish holiday. And he said to me, oh, so you're Hanukkah. 
Oh, oh no. Like Hanukkah. <laughs> oh. Like he had no idea. <laughs> oh no. Hanukkah. One so- time I was babysitting some kids. I'm from Minnesota. That doesn't, that does, that's not part of the story, <laughs> but I am. And I was babysitting some kids in Minnesota and they found out I was Jewish and they were like, wait, if, oh no, it is part of the story. Okay. Okay. Hang on. I, I, <laughs> this is going really well. I was like, I'm Jewish. And they were like, wait a second. If you're Jewish, why do you live in Minnesota? I was like, where do you think we live? Israel? Yeah. I don't know what she meant by that. She was like five years old. So it was like a very harmless, but I was like, where do you think I, I live? Like, where do you? That's true. I feel like the places where most Jews live would be like Chicago, New York City. Oh, yeah. Israel. <laughs> That's it. That's the three places we're allowed to we be. We don't live anywhere. So, we're not allowed to be anywhere else. Oh, no, 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 no. But imagine this now. A, a, a young man from, from Appleton, Nina area, Wisconsin, suddenly is now in contact with two different Jewish women. That's, that's crazy. Me. No, that's unheard of. So, so yeah, he was telling me that he has this coworker, Becca, who's who's spunky. I don't know. That's not the word he used, but you you sounded spunky. And then I don't know one time we were like, did we become Facebook friends first? We, we probably did at this point. Instagram was big. Facebook was dying. It definitely had become the platform for the middle-aged average middle-aged mom. However, it still was used to plan parties and stuff a lot. So we probably were Facebook friends. But Robin and I actually, we didn't really start talking until I moved to my current city of four years, which is New Orleans. Um, I sold Robin some of my furniture when I was moving out of Milwaukee in 2018. I have two of your lamps in this room. You still have the lamps? Not only do I still have the lamps, but those are like our go-to lamps. Wow. How many did you sell me? I think we have two of the three of them out. Um, You sold me three. On the Facebook marketplace, not sponsored. I think I did sell you. It was definitely two. It might have been three. But yeah, y'all were hungry for lamps and I had lamps. Sorry, gumbo. Gumbo, one of the two cats, is deciding right now is the best time to eat packing tape, which is the loudest tape of all the tapes. You said that you had somewhere to be because you had a pen pal to get back to or something like that. And I said, oh, shit, I want a pen pal. And you, the kindest, most friendly person ever, said to me, I'll be your pen pal. And this was in person. This was in person, I believe. And from there, I was like, oh, she doesn't mean it. She's just being nice. And sure enough, you asked for my address. You sent me a letter. We were pen pals when I moved to New Orleans. And we literally became friends after I left the Milwaukee area. Once we were an entire region apart. No, we truly never hung out in no. person in Milwaukee ever. Until and I, now when I visit, we do. Yeah. But we became friends once you moved, yeah, to New Orleans. I'm still in Milwaukee-ish. I'm the suburbs. But, um. The suburbs. Yeah. Don't tell. You visited recently and we actually hung out and that was like, that's strange. I mean, it was fine. We see each other. We video chat. But I was like. Holy shit. We're this is in person. Yeah. And I guess real quick how Trail Mix got started. I knew that Degrassi is getting its HBO reboot which at this point in time in 
March of 2022, there's no news on casting when any of that. All we know is that it's coming and that today or yesterday they put all of Degrassi on HBO. And I kept thinking about how I'd love a podcast to talk about Degrassi or just, you know, in general. It's like, oh, that's something I'd always like to try. And I was like, who would I even want to do podcasts with? Who do I like enough? That would be a good business partner, but also would be like very fun just hearing their voice. And I was like, fucking Robin. Mm. And then I thought to myself, I don't even think she's seen Degrassi. Um, She'll go over what she knows about it towards the end, but she's not actually seen it. Whereas I have seen it multiple times, all like 17 seasons. If we're counting the Netflix garbage, I've seen it all. We're a good pair. No, it's it's perfect. You are a seasoned Degrassi veteran, and I know nothing. Basically, I know almost nothing. I'll, I'll in get into what Degrassi, I know. You're very smart oh. in other aspects. Well, thank you. You know a lot. I know of a some few things. things. There's things I don't know. I don't. I'm not great at math. You know four things total. <laughs> yeah, and I'll list them now. No, I won't. But um, <laughs> that'll be a surprise over the course of the podcast. Every once in a while, I'll tell you something I know. But I don't know Degrassi very well, if anything. So who better to guide me on a Degrassi journey where I get to watch it all for the very first time with fresh eyes and you get to live through me and so excited. you'll teach me and tell me the, 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 the show me the way. It'll be beautiful. It's, I cannot wait for your reactions. So as um, of right now, I have not seen any Degrassi. I mean, you know, here and there, but like we haven't started our rewatch. This is an intro. This is the prologue to our podcast. Correct. And then uh, next episode is when we'll actually be going over our notes where we discuss the episodes the, the, one and two, mother and child reunion. Wow. See, you know, the, the title, you know, <laughs> you know so much already. I can't wait. I'm so excited to watch it. How about we have our pals here, our, our lovely listeners get to know us a little bit better because they're going to be going on this journey with us. And that's a great idea, Robin. Should we go... Swimming, perhaps? Sw- oh, swimming. Shallow or deep? What do you think? Why not both? Oh, let's try a little bit of both. Let's dip our toes into this first segment, the shallow and deep seat. I saw that you wrote this down, but I didn't want to think of things ahead of time. I wanted this to be pretty off the cuff. So because of that, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. And I don't exactly know exactly. Oh, I'm going to drink every time I say exactly. As long as it's not vomit, racism, homophobia, any kind of misogyny, I feel like we're open to it. Yeah. Perfect. I love that. Okay. Why don't you go first? (laughs) So, okay. So something shallow and deep about me as I'm sitting in the shallow deep swim seat. Something shallow about me is I really love Marvel and DC, which means that you're probably listening and you either hate me at this point or you're like, awesome. Those are really the only two reactions I feel. I hope you are kind to me if you hate me. I have but I am reaction to that. I, I, I'm not... Well, no, I, I don't hate you. You know, I, I wouldn't do this podcast. That's true. That's true. But um, I am <laughs> not a Disney adult. I want to make it clear. I'm not a Disney adult, but I love superheroes. I love movies. I love the cartoons. I'm not super big into comic style. I do read some novel format, but comic style 
just kind of, I think I'm too ADHD in some aspect of it is it's just, I am not a fan. I will say also with comics, a lot of comics before the last 10 years have been written by white men um, telling stories of women, people of color, people of different sexual orientations other than straight, um, which is not the greatest content, you know, having a man write for a hot, strong woman. Right. It's not the greatest. However, I love superheroes. My recording space, I have a Sarah Lance, Black Canary, or White Canary, as some of you may know, doll, and a Batgirl doll. I, I have, don't know who that is. The first one. I have no idea. This is the only thing Rabbit and I really don't agree on <laughs> is when it comes to entertainment. As you get to know us, you'll know I am a cheap date when it comes to being entertained by a movie. And Robin has more of a film theory and logic background. So her taste is a little more. I'd say if we were drinking alcohol, Robin's taste in entertainment would be Prosecco. And mine would be probably not a horrible beer, not like Natty Light, not the champagne of beers, nothing like that. But it'd be like a Corona bottle with a lime. I don't think it's horrible, but like I could do better if, you know, Robin's drinking champagne. I'll enjoy a White Claw every now and again when it comes to entertainment. I'll I'll drink them and I'll watch them if we're talking about this as in terms of entertainment. You know, I like a little, I I, I loved Marry Me recently. Weren't we talking about I also really liked Marry Me. It let's was a marry me podcast. No, let's <laughs> let's not just because there's only so much to say about it. But mm-hmm. if you're listening, go stream marry me, I believe on Paramount Plus. Oh, yes. Um, free advertisement for you, Owen Wilson. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, Wait, can I say so, one thing quickly? This is so yes. unrelated, but you said Owen Wilson. I recently found out that Owen Wilson's middle name is Cunningham. And I hate that. His two brothers also Luke Wilson's a hottie. Yes. Well, well, this might make him a little less attractive to you. All three of the Owen. Wait, no, Owen's his first name. All three of the Wilson brothers. Thank you. All three of the Wilson brothers have the same middle name and it is Cunningham. I hate that. Okay, you're right. That makes him less attractive. Yeah. Anyway, Cunningham Wilson. Gross. No, no. no, Um, Well, what's your deep? (laughs) My deep, I would say, well, I did temporarily have a blog that I thought would be fun. And I angered a lot of people by sharing my personal feelings, which were not mean, were not belligerent. However, they were not shining a bright light on certain people. So I'm going to try to avoid that in this podcast. So for my deep, I would say without talking about any of my personal relationships or anything like that, just me I have three very strong values that I'm actually considering tattooing on my body. Mm -hmm. Um, Andrew suggested tattooing it as a tramp stamp, which Andrew, if you're listening, that's not happening. Andrew is my partner. But my three main values are accountability, communication, and bravery. I think those are the three things I constantly strive to have or to be. I think communication is the root of a hundred percent of problems. And I think accountability is something that many of us lack. It definitely doesn't come natural to anyone, but it's 
so beneficial to all relationships and situations if we all were just a little more accountable and empathetic. And then just being brave. I think that that's easier said than done because we all fear different things. So you might be, you know, someone who jumps off bridges into lakes and you think that's brave. But if that's not scary to you, I don't think that's very brave. Whereas I think if being brave means telling someone how you really feel, or if you're terrified of clowns, maybe hooking up with the clown, that's fucking brave, really going against your fears. I don't recommend hooking up with clowns, especially considering all the weird serial killer stories we have about them. But that's a little bit about me. I love that. I love that. And during the time when you were just speaking, I could have and probably should have been thinking about what I was going to say. But I wasn't. So let me let's just see what happens. So I'm going to dip my toe in now because I agree with everything you just said. And it was beautiful. And you should get those tattooed. And I hope you don't hook up with a clown because that's I mean, I it's not a fantasy of mine. It is a fear of mine. I strive to be brave. I'm going to not do that. That one. There are other things I could do. Um, yeah. Why don't you start with the other things first? And then if you run out of things, then you can try the clown shallow, shallow, shallow. What's my shallow seat in the shallow end of the pool? Uh, the only thing that's really coming to mind right now, and we can do this again and maybe I'll be more prepared next time, but, um, I love twilight. I will always be a twi hard. I'm looking to my left right now when I have some twilight buttons that I see. One says team Edward, because I'll make my stance on that very clear. I'm a loud and proud Edward Stan, we'll say. I love that glittery man. (laughs) I love the books. I remember in sixth grade, Miss Crafasi, I will call her out. What a bitch. (laughs) I hated her. She was mean for multiple reasons, but I won't forget that one time I was talking about how I was reading the Twilight books and I read all four of them in one weekend. I got them from the library and I loved it. And she was like, well, those aren't real books. What what kind of teacher was she? Was she ELA English? English. Oh my gosh. English. Oh my my gosh. What kind of English teacher just shits on reading. Do you know how hard it is to get kids to fucking read? They got iPads. They got, oh my gosh. Sorry. Let me read Twilight. Let me read Twilight, Miss Crafasi. But anyway, okay, yeah. So my shallow, love the books, love the movies. I like tried to suppress it for a little bit. And I feel like with a lot of the adults my age or our age um, now are are allowing themselves to have a Twilight renaissance. And um, yeah, don't hide it. Be Bella, let, where the hell have you been, Loco? <laughs> oh, yeah. What a masterpiece. I have a I have a Jacob action figure I'm looking at on my shelf over there. I won it in a Twilight trivia contest. I got Oh first my gosh. Play. Anyway, so that's my shallow one. Okay, deep seat. Um <laughs> deep. So like just something deep about myself, like something <laughs> Yeah, just something that you don't normally share on the first date. Maybe you share it on the fourth date. Not that you've dated in 10 years since you've been with William since 2018. Before that, we started dating at the end of 2016. Wow. Okay. Imagine that you're on your fourth date and the person you're sitting across from is kind of like, you know, I'm glad that 
you are so passionate about Twilight. That's really cool. But like, why don't you tell me something that really helps me get you on a deeper level? Right, 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 right. Well, I'll say maybe I shouldn't be allowed to have two, but my first one's very short. Because the first one that came to mind was that I wet the bed for a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) I actually think that's covered in Degrassi. I swear. Really? If not, there's definitely like a wetting the bed in terms of like male ejaculation. But I want to say there might be a urine thing. I'll tell you, it was not like that. It was a wet the bed. (laughs) It wasn't a fun time. No, like fully into middle school, like, like was wetting the bed. And my, this, you know what? This is my deep seat. I don't have another one. Do you drink water before bed? We tried everything. I would like not drink for hours before bed. There was a time when my parents invested in this like device that we would hook (laughs) so much but we would hook it to like my underwear and then at night as it would begin to get wet or whatever an alarm would go off and and it was supposed to wake me up but it didn't so then what it would always happen was I would just be like in my sleep peeing myself and this loud alarm would be going off and my parents would run in and try to like drag me to the bathroom and I'd be like what what's going on um like that vine when they spill the water bottle on the girl's face and she goes hello no that was me me every night pissing myself in bed uh and yeah it was it was it was a thrilling time for me slumber parties weren't great I would still go but I'd like try to take preventative measures well did you ever wear like a (laughs) pull-up yes I mean that's what I would do yeah you know oh this is the deepest deep seat yeah I would wear (laughs) pull-ups I mean, valid. We've, I mean, you know, as two adults, valid, but thank you. Yeah. If I was doing it now, I'd wear one, but I'm, I, if I was, I'm I'm happy to announce I no longer wet the bed. Thank um, the Lord and savior, Ariana Grande. Yes. Thank you, Ari. No, I think I just eventually, I think they, they they took me to a chiropractor at one point. I don't know. Listen, I've repressed so much but yeah I was a bed letter and, I, and I'm proud Get into of it. it yeah but, okay yeah so but anyway so, that was our deep and shallow and um we went swimming we went for a swim I hope you come take a swim with us for listeners who are probably all just people that we already are friends with but you're still valued <laughs> you're valued you're valid and we are grateful for you. Oh, we um, so are. Yeah, Robin has a surprise little game for me. And then after this, we'll start getting into a little bit of background on Degrassi. Okay. Okay. Well, I have a couple icebreaker questions from my brain. Let's start with the first one. Um, <laughs> if you were a plant, what kind of plant would you be? And where would you grow? What kind of plant would I be? I'm trying to think of what plants aren't toxic to cats. I'm having a real hard time remembering that. So I'm sorry, gentlemen who are in the room with me now, if I pick a plant that is going to murder you. Um, I would be a sunflower. Actually, no, no. I know for a fact sunflowers are not toxic to cats because I have them a lot. I know that's a real basic bitch flower. So it is what it is. But the reason I love sunflowers is because they grow so much. And that's my biggest goal. I am not perfect. I do not have a superiority complex. And if I ever feel like I'm starting to, I fucking work through it because I hate that. But I'm really proud of myself for the person I am at 26 because I worked hard to change a lot of my habits and instincts. And that's why I love sunflowers is because they just grow so 
much like those fields. I've never been to one. Andrew, if you're listening, this is a date idea, but those fields of really tall sunflowers, most flowers don't get that tall. When I think of like flowers, I think of a little bush or a tree or even a vase, but sunflowers just fucking grow. And I just want to spend the rest of my life growing. I never want to be like, you know what? I like who I am enough to stop now because there's always things you can improve on. So that's my long answer. And where would you grow? It doesn't have to be a place that a sunflower would grow. Where would I grow? I would grow in a little reading room (gasps) of some middle-aged lady where she escapes her children um, and she has natural light and stuff. I'd be in like a potted plant in the corner of the room that the cats aren't allowed to eat. I love that. I love how deep you got into that too. Actually, you like gave a real, real answer. And I will say, I don't know if it was loud enough for the mic to pick it up, but the second you said sunflower, I went, oh crap, because that was going to be my answer too. Oh shit. But Well, because I realized too, I think we both have a sunflower tattoo. I have one in between my breasts, so I will not show you on this zoom right now, but yes, I do have one. Where's yours? I have one on my wrist. It was my first tattoo. I love that. See, that's my only thing with calling it a basic bitch flower is because we all love sunflowers. No, no, no. And and everyone loves it for different reasons. My sunflowers are my favorite flower or whatever, because they're heavily featured in my favorite movie, which is Harold and Maude. So interesting. Yes. But here I'll, I'll do a different answer. I would be seaweed (laughs) Um, because I'm a Scorpio, which is a water sign. And I like water. I like the sea and uh, seaweed slimy. And I feel like I could be a little slimy. I don't know what that means, but I feel like I have slime energy. Slime is really in right now. Uh, Okay. Seaweed. And I would grow hmm, in like, I don't know, a famous person's hot tub. So I'm not in the sea. I'm just still in some, a small jacuzzi body of water, but a famous person I like. So like, hmm, who deserves a jacuzzi? <laughs> um, Amanda like, Bynes. She's been through a lot. Ooh, that's a good answer. I was going to say Kesha just because I love her. She but, also has been through a lot and deserves a jacuzzi. That is so true. Kesha, I'm, I'm the seaweed in your jacuzzi. Cause I know she's listening right now. Um, she is listening. She, she's, She's very She's always listening. She's always listening. Okay, that was icebreaker question number one. Icebreaker question number two is on Spotify, because I know you have Spotify. Search your on repeat playlist. And I just want to know what is the top song that you've been playing on repeat lately? And I'll do the same. I feel like you're going to roast me. And that's fine. I wouldn't roast you. I won't do it. But let me find mine. On repeat. Okay, I have mine. Do you want me to go through a list, pick a random number? What's your... Do you want to tell me the top three? Yes. Okay. My top three are Don't Judge Me, America. We Don't Talk About Bruno, which I've been listening to for <laughs> two months. I'm starting to get sick of it. I'm, I'm getting there. After that, it is Cardigan by Taylor Swift. And then it is Drugs by Ty Verdes. Oh, I don't know that third one. It's a phenomenal song. I will listen to it after we are done recording. I love it. What a great list. I won't judge you for that. Here's mine. Okay. (laughs) My first one is 
a song called Someone Tell the Boys by Samia, which I think it's a good song, but I don't love the lyrics, but I've just been listening to it in the shower. Like I will cue it up four times and then I'll go in the shower. So it just plays on repeat. My second one is Making the Most of the Night by Carly Rae Jepsen. I love her. I love her. And I'm like late to the game, I feel like. And my third one is What Do You Want From Me by Adam Lambert. <laughs> you have been obsessed with the song for like two years. Robin tweets frequently <laughs> about this. And I love that song, but I also like not listened to it in 15 years. No, I hadn't either. I hadn't either. And it randomly, here's what happened. It, it, it came up. I was listening to, to like a playlist of like that era or whatever. Because I, I remembered the song Tonight by Hot Chell Ray. And <sighs> Yeah. And then this song, What Do You Want From Me by Adam Lambert came on in this playlist. And I was like, wait a second, this fucking hits. This is a great ass song. It holds up. And then I played it like five times in a row that evening. And Will was like, please stop. And um, and I haven't stopped. And now most times when I pick Will up from work, I'm listening to that song. I can't help it. It is so good. Should I do my third one? Do we have time for my third icebreaker question? Yeah, why not? Why not? Okay, I think it's a good one. I know you and I are both avid Sims players. If we were both Sims, not that we aren't, LOL, is what I wrote in my notes. Because we mean, not mean, nada. So, so. Um, <laughs> we sound so. No, oh. Okay. Uh, what would your traits be in the Sims? Because I feel like. Oh, that's both- a great question. Thank you. I thought so too. I think I, I would say. Why. Okay. Wait, what if we predicted each other's traits? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think your traits would be definitely friendly slash outgoing. I can't remember if it's Sims 3 or Sims 4, what they phrase it as, but friendly or outgoing, whatever they use. I would say the next one is goofball. Oh, that is a trait that I have on Sims 4 um, that I see you as goofball. And then just because of your complete love and adoration for Perry, I'm going to say using Sims 4 pets, I would put you as loves dogs. So goofball, loves dogs and friendly slash outgoing. Wow. This is great. Okay. That that was I'm flattered. And I was going to give myself dog lover, too. So, okay, for Becca. Um, I would give you ambitious because I feel like you dream big. And I would say I don't have the get together pack in The Sims, but I think this is one of the traits from there. I would say dance machine. I think that's one of the traits, right? Or am I crazy? I've no, I don't have get together, but I am a fucking dance machine. You catch love me to on, dance. Catch me on the streets of New Orleans. I dare you. Yeah. Okay. I will. I think you're a dance machine. I think ambitious dance machine. I don't know why that came to mind, but that's what I feel. And then is it too much to also give you cat lover because you do adore your your little You know, while I love my cat and I've grown to love Gumbo, he's a (laughs) troublesome kitten, but I've grown to love him. I hated cats until the pandemic. And now I am such a freaking cat lady. For Hanukkah, Andrew photoshopped a cool picture of Wally, and I cried when he gave it to me. And it's funny because if you would have said to me even two years ago, how do you feel about cats? I would have been like, they're dumb. They're they're shitty pets. They're just angry and they have claws and they don't want to hang out with you. I would die for my cat. Dad, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. I know you put so much effort into 
helping me stay alive at the age of 26, but I would die for my cat. <laughs> so, I would die for Perry. Absolutely. I, like, I've I definitely that. said to Andrew that if there was a fire, <gasps> it would be a real hard decision. Yeah. It is not. And I love him. I love that man, but it would be a very hard decision. I hear you. Oh, oh, I don't even want to think. I don't want to think. I don't want to think I would I, I've got two arms I'd take Perry and William <laughs> I mean valid I mean Andrew's like six foot four he's real skinny but like I I can't I wouldn't be able to drag his unconscious body and I said if that's the case if like my only way is to drag your unconscious body depending on how far I'd have to drag you it might not even make sense because I would just die attempting to get you out and in that case like I'd grab Wally so Sorry, Andrew. If they can, listening. they can handle themselves. They Our boyfriends can handle, can handle them. themselves. They, they can. You know well, what? They're, they're adults. They can. They're right, adults. Gumbo? gumbo says right. He's okay. licking his asshole, but that's what he. That's means. what he means. Yeah, that's what he means. So, your Sims traits were goofball, friendly, outgoing, and dog lover, and mine were dance machine, <laughs> ambitious, and cat lover. I think that's good. We, we, we would be great Sims. I would play as us. I would play as us as well, but I would definitely make like some kind of dramatic house fire just to. Yeah. Like maybe we play out the story mermaids or something. Oh, I do like the mermaid expansion pack in anyway. other news. <laughs> Degrassi. Um, what we're going to do now is I'm going to give a Degrassi overview, a background, a history for Robin. That's what we'll be doing for a little bit. This is a brief trigger warning. Degrassi does cover a lot of sensitive topics. Today, we're not going into depth, but I will be mentioning some things that can be a little hard to hear, including abortion and HIV slash AIDS. In general, we will always give a trigger warning at the beginning of an episode regarding sensitive issues and topics. But for today's purpose, we will be briefly discussing those things. So to start us off, each episode we watch, we're going to be introducing so many new characters to you. And I'll go over a few new characters per episode while we have them. In this episode, we're going to go and talk about just the four adults from the original Degrassi. So, Robin, if you didn't know, Degrassi The Next Generation is a reboot. It is a fucking reboot from 2000. It actually is based off of the show that started in 1987. My brain is like trying to compute this. What was the original? I'm like being serious. What was the original show called then? Just Degrassi? So the original show was called Degrassi Junior High. And then it also, when the characters aged after a few seasons, it it was then Degrassi High. So that was from about 1987 to 1991. And the way they ended the whole Degrassi series back then was with an intense movie that we're going to watch on YouTube at some point. Because you you got to see all of this. Have you seen like all like all of it? So I guess my personal Degrassi background, I have seen it all. (laughs) I started watching Degrassi The Next Generation, I believe in about eighth grade. I was watching it on The N, which is now T-Nick. The N was a much cooler name. I started watching it because it was just something that was on. And my friends and I were so fucking into it. We started watching somewhere around probably season Definitely not season one, maybe like season two or season three. We had no idea. It was just on. We actually uh, had a summer where we basically lived in my friend's basement. 
Her sister brought some stuff home from college. So their basement had like a hundred plastic water bottles, a microwave, a hundred things of ramen, classic freshman year college stuff. We didn't leave that basement. We'd use the water bottles for ramen. We'd pour it in and microwave it. And then we'd also drink water. We had no reason to leave other than to occasionally urinate. And we watched Degrassi, the next generation all the way from season, whatever we started to like season 10. And that was what was live when I was probably in about eighth grade was Degrassi like season 10. So we started watching that live. That was Degrassi, the boiling point, which we will get to. Right. Uh, I think that's what I know. Yeah. Okay. That is a part of Degrassi, the next generation. And that was their advertisement for the summer to get people to watch. It was like six new episodes per week. It was like weekly or daily episodes for a few weeks. And they did like a whole, it was incredible. Um, that is very intense. (laughs) Yes. And then once I cycled through that, I started watching the beginning of Degrassi. So season one, whatever I'd missed. And I thought it was the greatest show ever. And after doing some basic internet research, I realized it was a reboot. And I found that all of Degrassi junior high and Degrassi high were on YouTube. I don't know if they're still on, but I would sit there and watch Degrassi junior high and Degrassi high on YouTube. So I've seen Everything from Degrassi Junior High to the Netflix garbage attempt called Degrassi Next Class. But now they're going to make a new one on HBO. A new reboot. And we don't have any details. Once details come out, we will talk about them. But there's no details right now. We know nothing. We don't know if they're bringing any old cast back. What the plot is, nothing. All we know is that it's going to be on HBO. But with Degrassi Junior High and High, I just want to go over some of those basic details. Okay. So... The characters from Degrassi Junior High and High who frequently appear in The Next Generation include Spike, Caitlin, Simpson, and Joey. Spike is played by Amanda Steptoe. Caitlin is played by Stacey Mistison. Simpson is played by Stefan Brogan. And Joey is played by Pat Mastrani. Those four started Degrassi Junior High when they were middle schoolers. So these four characters were sometimes main cast, sometimes recurring cast, but all four have been a part of the main cast of Degrassi, the next generation. We will meet all four of them in the first and second episode of Degrassi when we watch it. I have a question. Robin has a question. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I raised my hand and you called on me. So do these four characters in Degrassi, the next generation, which is what we are going to be starting with, have anything to do with the original, like, when was it on? 1980-something, Degrassi? 1987. They are reprising their characters. So Joey is played by Pat Mastrani. So this man played Joey in 1987 and 1992. He's playing Joey in Degrassi Next Generation in the year 2000. Oh, 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 but they're adults. Yes. So they're playing their old characters, but as the current age they are. Because Uh one thing Degrassi does is they cast age appropriately, which we'll get into. Just a little bit of the stuff that I feel like we should mention just because it's kind. Degrassi was created by Jan Moore and Linda Schulier. Linda Schulier seems to have just run this show. They created Degrassi, the original series, and they started the reboot. So these two people have really headed it. Linda's husband, Stephen Stone, he actually came up with the name Degrassi, the next generation. So that is 
her husband who came up with that. And Linda and her husband, Stephen, have served as executive producers for Lord only knows how many years. Whenever I watch interviews of people from Degrassi, they always bring up Linda and her husband. So they seem to be the two real heads. Um, The Amy and Dan Sherman Palladino, if you will. So a little bit more just about Degrassi in general. Degrassi has often been praised critically for its take on real issues. It's been deemed by several journalists such as, you know, CBS News, all kinds of newspapers, Canada and the United States as an important show, quote unquote. However, there is backlash. Um, They have definitely expressed fear about kids copying the behaviors in a similar fashion of when 13 Reasons came out. A lot of people were scared that kids would start trying to kill themselves because, you know, it's it was romanticized by the main character. So that is one of the things. There are some reports of after a character in season three, her storyline was cutting. There was a report at a school in Canada where a bunch of kids started cutting. And when they were asked why, they brought up that character, which I'm not going to say because I don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah. They brought up that character and the fact that they were cutting. Um It also has received backlash for topics such as abortion. Linda, our girl Linda, the head of it all, she recently said in a grassy reunion that when they first covered abortion, there were protesters where they were recording the episodes because back then, 1987, abortion was not something that was just casually on TV, let alone children's television, teen television. Um, Degrassi is one of the first shows to cover abortion. And I believe Degrassi has had at least three abortion episodes from 1987 to now. Um, It's definitely done a lot of different versions of teen pregnancy, but I believe it has done three abortions, um, which is really impressive because that is an important piece of education for young people, whether you're pro-life or pro-choice, it's important education overall. Degrassi is praised more than it is complained about. Um, You know, Degrassi junior high slash high covered AIDS, a heterosexual white male character who was a little homophobic. He caught AIDS at summer camp and they covered that story in 1988 or 89, which, you know, there was a time where there was a lot of outward homophobia and a lot of confusion about AIDS and the fact that they covered it and that they didn't stereotype they didn't stereotype it by giving it to just, you know, a, the one gay character that, you know, they might have had. They give it to a straight white man who was a little homophobic. I think that was very interesting that they thought that way back in the day. That's much more common to see on like euphoria now. Yeah. But not back then. Um, <laughs> and in Degrassi paved the way. They really did. And in Degrassi, the next generation, we see everything from dyslexia to a school shooting. So they really cover small, large issues, everything in between. Um, so that's my basic history of Degrassi. I guess the only other little part I want to go over is what might be helpful to know about those four adult characters I mentioned briefly, just because they do a good job of kind of explaining who everyone is, assuming you've never seen it but I think it's more enjoyable when you know a little bit more about them. So Spike, who is our main character, Emma, Spike is Emma's mom. Spike had Emma in Degrassi junior high. You can go back and watch episodes of this character being, you know, pregnant 
I not really, you know what I mean? Being pregnant with Emma, mm-hmm. you see baby Emma, which I'm pretty confident is a different actress, <laughs> but this character has existed way before the show. So Spike is Emma's mom. I would say that Spike was good friends with Caitlin and they really pushed that in the next generation. But if you go back and watch, they were besties or anything back then. But in the next gen, they're like, oh, my my best friend from high school. And it's kind of weird because they weren't in the same cliques, but it is what it is. Caitlin is the role model, the it girl. She is beautiful, smart, funny, successful. She was always like that in junior high. She worked hard. She's not given things. She was ambitious. And Caitlin had an on and off again relationship with Joey, Joey Jeremiah. Um, That's his full name. Yes. Joey Jeremiah. (laughs) Okay. 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 (laughs) So Caitlin was Caitlin was on and off with Joey. Joey Jeremiah was the classic class clown. He was always pursuing Caitlin. He was a year older than her, but he got held back. I don't remember why, but they ended up graduating high school at the same time. And the important facts to know about that is I believe Joey and Caitlin were engaged or something. I know in, they were both virgins in and at like when they graduated high school. Which okay. in 1991, you know, right, right, right. The, wasn't I mean, super uncommon. It's it's more common than it will be as time goes on and is now. But I believe they were engaged. Don't quote me on this. Any Degrassi serial fans. Um, but I remember the big thing is they were both virgins. They were waiting to have sex together. And Joey hooked up with mm-hmm. Tessa, whatever the fuck her last name is, lost his virginity to her. And then when he had sex with Caitlin for the first time, he didn't tell her that he had oh, cheated on her. Oh, no, no, Or no. that he had lost his virginity. And the thing is, Joey is a lovable character, overall a good person. He did a horrible thing. And I think that's why they chose him for the storyline is because it would confuse us. We'd be that's like, some- but we love him. Finn Hudson on Glee shit. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So I believe what happened was Caitlin found out. I believe the abortion episode that I mentioned before was actually that girl Tess. Um, okay. Oh, so Joey's, Joey's so, baby. Yeah. So okay. I'm putting, I'm Joey, connecting things. Right. So Joey and Caitlin were not together. When you meet them, they're not together, but that's their history. So they have history. And then our last character to mention is Simpson, which it's funny I'm mentioning him last because he's in every season of this show. He is a main cast from like season one to 17. He is, some people say Simpson is Degrassi. Simpson, his first name is Archie. His name is Archie Simpson, but he is go, he goes by Snake. So the kids call him Mr. Simpson, but like all the friends call him Snake. Wait, he okay. So Archie Simpson, who goes by <laughs> Mr. Simpson or Snake. Did you see snake. my brain stop working yes. when you said that? The silence y'all heard was Robin's eyes going wide, her pupils dilating, and her mouth opening. And just <laughs> frozen like that. I was following um, and then I was not following anymore. So okay, okay, okay. Wait, so is we he have a teacher? No. He is a teacher. Oh, he's a teacher. <laughs> and the background of him. Is towards the end of Degrassi High, Spike and him had a little flirtationship and it didn't work out. I don't remember why. Wait, and Spike is a student. Spike is Emma's mom. 
I know. That's why I wanted to go over at least four characters today. Wait, wait, so wait, we wait, have wait, Spike. Wait. Spike <laughs> was in Degrassi Junior High. She got pregnant with Emma. Emma is the main character of Degrassi, the next generation. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Spike <laughs> is the main character's mom in the show you're about to watch. Spike had a little history with Mr. Simpson, a.k.a. Snake. Snake slash Mr. Simpson is now Emma's teacher. Oh, okay. So in Degrassi, okay. Okay, okay, okay. So in Degrassi yes. Junior High, Snake and Spike <laughs> were both students in the show, yes. in the 80s or 90s show. But now in the show we are about to be watching, Spike. They're adults. They are adults. And Snake is the teacher of Spike's daughter. Yes, Snake Great. is the teacher of Spike's daughter. The nicknames make it really hard, I think. They're very um, similar, Snake and Spike. Right. <laughs> they are. Um, but those are the four characters that you are going to meet. So okay. Spike, Snake, Caitlin, and Joey. And that's just a little bit about who they were before this. The show does a good job of characterizing them in a way where you kind of get it. Right. But I thought it'd be interesting for you to know that. No, I'm glad you told me. This is interesting. I, I literally did not. I mean, this is blowing my mind a little bit that Degrassi has existed since the late 80s. Yeah. So everyone keeps going, oh, man, everything's a reboot in regards to Degrassi's HBR reboot. And I'm like, y'all, Degrassi, the next generation was a fucking reboot. They've been rebooting Degrassi. They've been rebooting. They're going to reboot Degrassi. My hope for Degrassi, the HBO series, is that they do a similar thing as Next Gen. Next Gen took old characters and made the child of one of them the main character. I'm hoping with this HBO show, whoever the main character is, or even like secondary character, their parents our Degrassi Next Gen cast. And I'm not the only one that thinks that. Y'all go on Twitter, you'll see it. But it would be real shitty of HBO if they just basically make it euphoria with a little less sex. Yeah, and don't connect it to the Degrassi lore that exists. (sighs) Yes. So I want to know what you already know and what you predict will happen. But first, I think it might be fun if we do a little memory moment so without us monologuing for too long yeah why don't we share a little middle school memory of our own since Degrassi next generation season one we're about to watch takes place in middle school oh middle school what a time um yes puberty yeah a horrible, horrible time. So let me try and find a memory that I haven't repressed or something that's like not too traumatic since this is just our first episode. Um, but my middle school memory, I suppose I'll say, is um, that I was weird. And and I remember I did like figure skating uh, for a very long time. And my friend Sarah and I, I won't say her full name, although I don't think she'd mind. We're still friends but I won't. Um, Sarah and I figure skated together for a very long time. And like, I remember like through all of middle school, it was just this like running thing we had where there was like at the ice skating rink we skated at, um, there was a recycling bin that was shaped like a bottle, you know, like classy. Classy trash. I think classy trash. We named him Marvin. And it was like this running thing that me and Marvin, the recycling bin, were engaged to be married. It's the most 12-year-old thing I've ever heard. 
And it was like, we would sneak out of our skating practice to just go talk to this recycling bin. It was like really weird. And then there was also this thing where we would sneak out and we had this like like we were playing it's like this weird age where you're still playing pretend i was still playing pretend in middle school yeah which i know was frowned upon it was like oh we're going through puberty and we're still playing house yeah it's allowed you should you play pretend for as long as you want play pretend i still play pretend we play the sims now but yeah anyway we we sarah and i were convinced I don't know how jokingly each of us were but we would say that there were these magical bunnies that lived under the vending machine and we would leave little treats for them like of little candies and stuff and then we'd come in next week <laughs> for our next lesson and the the candy wouldn't be there and we'd be like the bunnies ate them and probably rats or the janitor like oh yeah <laughs> a week later the janitor is probably like fuck these kids no we would leave like little pieces of like a chocolate bar under the vending machine we'd be like poor they're man for, they're for the poor bunnies woman. and uh yeah and so we were strange and that's a little middle school insight uh to who i was i love that for you i will say my little middle school i guess summary of the vibes um I grew up in suburban Illinois, about 45 minutes north of Chicago, an hour south of Milwaukee. And what we would do all the time as middle schoolers is we'd meet at this park called Kids Castle. It was one of those huge wooden parks that just had so much going on. Secret tire swing, monkey bars, the baby section. I mean, it was a really big place. Teenagers would go into the top castle parts. There were like five different top castle parts and they'd go into them and like smoke weed at night or drink. And, you know, I was very naive in middle school. So I had no idea about that until I got to high school. But there's nothing to do in middle school. We had no money, no way to we couldn't drive. We're 12. So we would all meet at Kids Castle. It was about a half mile walk from anywhere because they're the parking lots were all at least a half mile walk. So I remember taking long walks by myself, sometimes with my friends, sometimes on the bike. And we'd all meet there at the boys and the gals, my whole friend group, you know, we had everybody. And that'd be a place where we just spent all day and all night because there was no parents around. So we could say whatever foul things we wanted to say. There was a literal park. So when we were feeling like more like kids and teenagers, we'd play, you know, like games in the park, like fish out of water, wood chips, hot lava, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that park defined middle school for me. And that's what I remember most is flirting there, sitting in goose shit in front of a boy I liked there, taking first pictures on my first cell phone there. Everything happened at Kids Castle Park in suburban Illinois, in Lake County, Illinois. I will not say my city, but Lake County, Illinois. It like sounds amazing and I kind of want to go. Magical. You're in Illinois. Next time I'm in the Midwest, we'll go. go? Actually, I'd love to take you there. Maybe do like a live podcast segment. (gasps) Oh my God. Get some content for our Insta. Anything to go to Kids Castle. I'll do they it. did update the park. It is now like a plastic thing. It's not bad, but you know, it's not anytime the they change your childhood, even if it's for the better, it's a little sad. And that's, you know, that's just how it is. But those are our middle school memories. Maybe that's, we'll do some more next week. A little. Yeah. I like that. Why not? I'd love that. 
So that's our middle school memories. We have talked about Degrassi as a whole, gotten to know Becca and Robin a little bit. Gumbo the cat's about to ruin everything. He's just trying Um, to speak. He wants to be on the podcast. He wants to stand on the laptop and push down my water bottle and just all around make loud noises. Yes, good boy. He's just laying down. Yeah, why don't I'll give you pets if you will calm boy. Good boy. Well, can I tell you my what I know about Degrassi? And I'd love to hear what you know and your predictions. Okay, okay. Here's what I know. There was a promo on Teen Nick Set to the tune of the song Shark in the Water by I don't know who it's VV Brown. Okay, yes. Sad that I know that. No, it's not. It's impressive because I was obsessed. I'd never seen Degrassi, but I loved this fucking promo. I'm like, what year would that have been in? That would have been about 2010 because I believe that was the boiling point promo, or it was like the season after that. So it would have been 2010 to 2012, somewhere around there. And I'm begging you to anyone listening to this right now, go on YouTube, search Degrassi Carnival promo or whatever, Boiling Point promo. It takes place at a carnival with the song Shark in the Water in the background, and it hits so hard. And I recently made Will watch it. um, Because I we were you and I, Becca, were talking about Degrassi, and I was like thinking about this promo that brought me back and I made him watch it. He'd never seen it. And he, he even was like, wait, that was really good. That was really intense. And, and so here's what I know about Degrassi is I sort of, sort of watched that season simply because I liked that promo to the point where in eighth grade, there was a school talent show or the summer after eighth grade, there was a school talent show and I performed shark in the water by VB Brown. At the middle school talent show. I hope Vivi Brown hears this. Vivi Brown, this one, this one's this for one's you. This one's for you. <laughs> this one's for you. And I performed the hell out of Shark in the Water because of that incredible promo. And I remember like vague, vague things. Like I remember, wasn't there? Did you ever watch the show Life with Derek? <laughs> yes, there's a lot of overlap because both these shows take place in Canada. So a lot of the characters, you- a lot of the actors overlapped. I, okay, all the so Life with Derek characters, I believe. All of them? So the parents, <laughs> they have played parents. <gasps> no. Derek really? Derek has been on there for a spring movie. <gasps> um, what's the middle girl's name? Lizzie. That's who I remember Lizzie on. Lizzie plays a transgender that's what I character that's what I okay, yes. on Degrassi Next Generation. So there's a lot of overlap between those Canadian shows. Okay, I them. only remember or was aware of the fact that Lizzie from Life with Derek was also on Degrassi, The Boiling Point, which I did not yes. know was that was. She's the first transgender character on Degrassi. I love that. And I saw that. I know there was some other, I just remember there was a character being being pregnant. That's not how you say that, but. That happens a lot. I can't even narrow that down. A blonde in the promo. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I'm not going to spoil it for. And that's fine. Your, but yeah, your so- one friend that's watching this that hasn't ever seen Degrassi. <laughs> Hey, Zach. <laughs> no, Emma hasn't either. There's two. <laughs> well, I won't spoil it for Emma and Zach. Emma and Zach, if you're listening, I promise I, I will not ruin this for you. No. And and for anyone who is interested in watching along with me as I learn. You all should. It's on HBO. Everyone has HBO. You can steal it from your neighbor, your brother, your brother's girlfriend. There's no reason not to. 
Don't yeah, and again, not sponsored. <laughs> Although we, not sponsored by HBO, not sponsored, but I'm open to it. And um, uh, yeah. So what I remember is basically literally just that promo, and then I'd catch okay. it every once in a while, like late at night on Teen Nick. Uh, the way that we all watch uh, Friends and Full House. Oh wow, on. I would have named different ones. You named Friends and Full House. I would. That's have what I used George to watch Lopez, at night. George Lopez oh. and the Nanny. The haunting theme song of George Lopez. Um, I also want to get your predictions real quick, just based off anything I've said or anything you've seen. Everything you've seen is actually from like season 10. So those people are like toddlers. They're, They're not, not alive this. yet. Um, okay, so yeah. So what do I think is gonna happen? I think there's gonna be pregnancies. I <laughs> Okay, well, I think based on the characters you just told me from the original Degrassi, I think that Spike and Snake are going to get together again. And then Emma, the Spike's daughter, is going to not like it. And she'll be like, don't get with my teacher. And then there's going to be drama there. And also, I think... um, I think there's going to be a Glee club. I want a musical episode. You think there's going, you love Glee. Yeah, it, correct. Um, I think there's going to be a musical episode of Degrassi. And I don't think this is going to happen, but I would like an episode uh, with time travel. I think those are all valid predictions and I'm definitely going <laughs> to ask you for more as each season goes on. I think that I'll have more real predictions as I yeah. see a little bit because I genuinely know nothing. But I think I think I might be onto something with my pregnancy prediction. We'll see. On that note, that's everything I have to say currently about our pre-rewatch episode or first watch. Our first watch, our first episode. I've never had a podcast. For all I know, we're going to get hate mail. I don't know. Oh my God. I would love, I love getting mail, even if it's hate mail. So please <laughs> send me a letter. You can open the hate mail. Then. I'll open wanna... the hate mail. Um, I'll pass along any good ones to you. And yeah, thank you for listening. If you listened, <laughs> if you listened. And on that note, thank you for watching or listening. We can't trail mix. Thank you. Oh, for, yeah. They can't say us. Thank you for listening to Trail Mix, a Degrassi podcast where everything is sweet, salty, and everything in between. I'm Becca. I'm Robin. I mean, I think eventually we'll reach out to Vivi Brown. We got to get her on the pod. Yes. I feel like we should say goodbye in some way or another. Yeah. Um, bye. <laughs> what do we say? Just bye. See you next time. <laughs> More episodes soon. It's 5-11 in New Orleans. There's a festival three blocks away that has paella. They close at six. So I'm out. Go get your paella and I'm going to pee. <laughs> well, thanks again for listening to Trail Mix, a Degrassi podcast. Bye.